Welcome back to Blues Hockey Podcast, host Jason, and uh, no Chris again this week. So Chris on assignment again with a uh, with a uh, life sort sort of getting back to normal. Chris is busy again with his uh, ramping up for concerts, but luckily we have a special guest host this week. So our friend Jack from uh, Brook Rose here. So hey everyone, yeah, so awesome. So thanks for joining the show again. So so having me. So Jack is. For people who may listen to podcasts for a long time. So we're almost at episode 200, by the way. That's awesome. We're creeping that up so, on it. That's so awesome. <laughs> we're creeping up on episode 200 here. So we're going to have something, do something big for 200. But uh, Jack is a, the official first ever guest oh, on the show. Right. You're the first ever guest. So you're at the Florissant House when we did this. So that was like way back yeah, years ago. Yeah. Wow. So Holy we finally, cow. yeah. So we got so years ago. So Jack was the first ever guest. So. Had you on again? Had you on the beginning of the season for the preview of the Blues season? Obviously, it did not go the way we wanted it to. <laughs> so, so the sweep in the first round by the Avs, the uh, and unfortunately, not unfortunately, but the Avs uh, losing the second round, which we'll get into that. So, we have a lot of stuff to get into this week. Uh, we're going to talk some NHL playoffs. We're going to talk about some uh, Blues rumors, some ridiculous, some uh, maybe maybe a little credence to them, depending on the source and everything. And a couple NHL news as well around the league. Uh, coaching hire today uh, over for the Rangers. So, so another coach back in the league after having a small time away. So we're going to get into all that on this week's show. So let's get into let's get into at least the Blues stuff first. So not much, but we'll get into the one piece of Blues news we have, and that is the Blues made one signing today. They signed. Minor leaguer Tanner Kaspik to a, a contract extension. So he has a one-year contract extension, uh, former sixth-round pick. Really, you know, like I said, a depth guy for them to have. I don't like the – now I'm doing better about trying not to write guys off because I'll be honest, I wrote to Dakota Joshua off as one of those guys we talked about for 30 seconds and we never talked about again. That's that's fair. Yeah, yeah. And then the he, he wound came up, in, man, he was, he was hungry. Yeah, I think, <laughs> and I think he's a guy that you – you almost have to, I would say not guarantee a spot, but yeah, almost have to kind of create that spot for him because as well as he did on that fourth line, he's, he played Brube style. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it was, was, was him coming in and uh, it, it felt like this kid is capitalizing on his shot and it's firing up the rest of the team. I think just to see it. Cause I mean, what, what was his first game? He got a goal. Like, yeah, off his leg. It, yeah, when he went to the yeah, net. I yeah, I mean, yeah. it was still like it was kind of a Cam Jansen goal, but like no offense, Cam, but <laughs> you know what I mean. It was still definitely like he still got it, and just to see how excited they were, like to to have that happen, like it's giving me goosebumps talking about it right now because I was like, no way, I can't believe that just happened. That this yeah. kid comes in and and we didn't know, and he ends up getting that on, you know, he's on his little duster line as they call him, and and still gets one. It was just I love seeing. Um, just the changes in the game when it comes to fourth line and, and, and everything. It's just, you know, just to see that rock and roll, and especially somebody that, you know, to get their, their shot with the show and, and do that on the first game. is so awesome. Like, yeah. It's, so it's, his family's going to remember that forever. You know? Yeah. So it was a really cool thing for him to get that. And he had played a good chunk of games this season. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So we'll see Dakota Joshua. I definitely think they're going to have to, find a spot or at least he'll be high up on the call-up list this year compared to a guy you think you had no chance of really uh doing it maybe tanner caspic will defy my expectations here 
signing a 750,000 NHL, 80,000 American League, one, you know, one two-way, one-year deal. Uh, last year in the very, very shortened season, he had two goals, three assists, and 20 games. And that's about on par how he's been so far since he's turned pro. So, you know, not awful, but you're going to need guys to fill out your roster. So now that you're officially are going to Springfield now, uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, that is. So we have to make sure I point that out many times because it would have been nice for it to be like Springfield, Missouri or Springfield, Illinois for the Blues to be that close, but no luck. So we'll have, I think we brought, I think we said this last week, but I wanted to bring this up uh, again as another signing. So it's a, uh, one of our guys is turning pro. So I'm going to mess this name up real bad. So you ready? So Keenan, <laughs> Keenan Washkarak. Yeah, we'll go with it. Signs his first three year entry deal. He was a fifth round pick for the blues uh, back in 2019. Uh, spent most of the year in uh, Slovakia this year due to a lot of the minor leagues, you know, really minor league system being shut down. So, all right, Jack, I'm going to give you his stat line and you tell me what sticks out the most. You ready? Go ahead. Okay. So 21 games. He has nine goals, 10 assists and 110 penalty minutes. <laughs> Ah, the new school player. <laughs> yeah. So he averaged a fighting major. I mean, I don't know if he had a fighting major a game, but he averaged a fighting major a game, which is uh, quite say much. And then the postseason, he didn't what was slow his plus minus. Uh, I don't have a plus minus on him for the year. Okay, he, didn't, but... he didn't like. Was it was it one of those that he hurt the team? You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. <laughs> so in the playoffs, he didn't really slow down on the penalty minutes, as he had twenty six penalty minutes and four post postseason appearances. So an average of about six and a half or so. Give or take. To say the other team knew when he was on the ice. <laughs> so interesting uh, stat line there. I thought I didn't know we brought up last week's show. But I thought it was a fun thing to bring up again. So and the funny thing is, he really here's his minor league deal from the OHL when he was in uh, on the Steelheads. So 114 points in 176 games. So not bad. You know, a little under a point and only 152 yeah. penalty minutes in 176 games. So less than a penalty minute a game. But then all of a sudden he goes to Slovakia and averages five minutes a game. No, I mean I guess it happens. Sometimes. I guess it's just a, I think it's the oddest like change in a player from one year to another. So uh, I thought those were real interesting. I don't want to bring that up again. So I thought that was fun. So so really no news except for those two signings and uh, they of course the two year anniversary of the Blues winning the Stanley Cup just happened. Uh, and the parade was just uh, a couple days ago as well. So, obviously, the Blues celebrated that with now. If, I think it's going to be official now, thanks to Brett Hall for this. It'll be officially We Went Blues Day. I think that's yeah. the official name for now on, at least until the Blues hopefully win another cup. Uh, I texted I texted Chris uh, with that. Happy We Went Blues Day. And then we went back and forth, of course, talking about all sorts of stuff. Like I posed a question to him, and next time he's on, you have to mm-hmm. ask, and he, he kind of gave me an answer, but like it was if you could trade the gold records or any of the records that you've had for working in music or anything like that for an actual blues ring, would you do it? And and it's like it, it was a hard question for him to answer, and I'll let him I'll let yeah. him do that. I won't I won't, oh, yeah. I won't say I'll, I'm uh, I'll make a note and we'll bring it up on the next podcast for sure. <laughs> so yeah, so we went blue. So I off the top of my head, and but we'll just go over again because yeah, it's fun, fun to talk about. So 
So June uh, 12th, 2019, where were you during game seven? I was in our neighborhood. Um, <clears throat> being a hockey player myself, we're very superstitious. Uh, most of those playoff games I had seen at my neighbor's house in our neighborhood. So we were not going, we tried watching one down here at my house. We lost. Mm-hmm. And so that was the last time we watched the game here. Yep. Um, <laughs> and so we ended up watching the game down at his house. And that's where it was at the end of the game. You just see everybody because we're sitting in his garage with back chairs and everybody's sliding them out. We're like, we're not, nobody wants to say anything because we know we're about Don't to want to jinx it, yeah. yeah. So nobody said anything, but we're all standing up slowly, moving the chairs further back because we're about to just go crazy. And, and uh, so we ended up seeing it at my, uh, my neighbor Sean's house. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because me being the same way. So <laughs> like same with all my buddies, we finally got together and watched game one and then they got, you know, they lost in Boston. So the next game, game two, we all at our houses. And they won. And then, of course, I tailgated game three. They lost. Sat at home for game four. They won. And then I was at home for game five. They won. And game six, I was out and about. Like, I had something going on, and I just wasn't by the TV. And they lost. So all of us were like, I want to be with you guys, but I can't be with you guys. So we just kind of – get it. <laughs> yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody sat at their house, and then obviously – Either that worked or whatever happened. Um, and then the Blues also did a nice little thing, I think, on Bally's Sports Network. I remember start saying that now. It's very hard to yeah, it's weird. say that. So Can I they give you showed... another example of that superstition, though? Or prior to the finals? Yeah. I was, I was there at a game uh, with um, Darren Hall, who you may or may not know, but um, he looks there. So, mm-hmm. so we go, and uh, we're losing, and uh, – and I don't want to be the reason we're losing because it was we'd won the first game I went with him and he was going to let me keep going until they lost to these games. Yeah. So we're in the second period and we're losing and it ends. And I tell him, hey, I'm leaving the game because I want to be able to come back to the next one with you. <laughs> and I'm not going to be the reason we're losing for me being in the building. And he goes, are you serious? I was like, you know, I'm serious. Of course, you know, I'm serious. We've been hockey fans for forever. Well, there's no Zamboni or not Zamboni. Uh, no trolleys running uh, mm-hmm. that early. So I had to take like a lime scooter through the projects all the way back <laughs> to like Sular to get home awesome. and stuff. But I 100%, I was like, yo, I'm leaving this game. Like yeah. there's no way I want to be that reason. And uh, unfortunately, we ended up losing that game, but won the series, of course, and, and, and all that. But I was like, no, I'm, I'm 100% leaving the game. He said, for real? I'm like, you know, I'm yeah. for real. <laughs> well, it, it, like I, during the game, and I forgot about the, what happened. Uh, so they had the little picture in picture as the players, I guess, players cut or the players, whatever they called the thing they showed for game seven. So they intercutted with some of the players and Tom Stillman, Doug Armstrong, and other guys talking. And the one that always sticks out to me is near the end of the game, I think after Sanford's goal, they talked to O'Reilly and he's they show him next to Bozak. And you can see O'Reilly's like psyched, like, holy crap, we got three minutes left. We're up by four. We got this. And he's talking to, or maybe it might've been less that might've been after the Boston goal. And he's like, Hey, we're getting, we got this. We got this. And then he's telling Bozak and Bozak's like, Nope, just keep going, keep going. And I'm like, it's such like a blues thing, but I also forgot that 
he was part of the collapse that the Maple Leafs had against Boston years ago in the third period <laughs> and they lost in overtime. Right so now. he was like, <laughs> so he was almost like having like PTSD to a degree. He was just oh, like, yeah. he was just like, I'm not having it happen again. Let me think about it. Let's just keep going. And then obviously, um, well, his playing too. I mean, it was just so evident that this, he was like, I am not going to let this happen. Yeah. Again. So yeah. Again. So it wound up, so obviously it wound up working out. So yeah. So obviously the anniversary and the parade, which was, you know, one other amazing thing to go down there or something you never thought. I mean, thinking about like the, the mass amount of people down there now, like compared to what, you know, obviously everything that's happened since then, yeah, it's yeah. kind of crazy to think about that. Like if the blues win this year, or like they won this year, wonder what would have happened. Like, obviously you would want the parade, but like, would they be able to pull that off or whatever? So I'm kind of happy that this happened kind of before this happened. Cause that's the one thing you really wanted that the parade was the next thing on your thing after the, you know, obviously winning it is that parade because everybody getting together celebrating yeah. in the 50 plus years of, you know, you know, everybody just finally exhaling. Finally. Yeah. Know? That's really, that is, that's the best way to describe it is that final, like, I mean, XO, you, you, I mean, you, you know, Chris, Chris got emotional. I mean, this is, this mm-hmm. is stuff that we've waited for literally our entire lives to like actually see this happen. And it was just like, there's no way, like, you know, I mean, obviously St. Louis is such a huge baseball town and, and we've been kind of spoiled because we've seen so many championships and, and stuff and that, that whole vibe around that is, is, is fantastic. There's, there's no question, but um, you know, blues fans are, are just kind of, their own thing and and it's just been you know this uh the shirt that i bought right before that from our friends uh at icon and ink it said cautious cautiously optimistic and that's the way that we've always been before every season and i was like that is so accurate like and like anybody that was a real blues fan that saw that throw they would be like where did you get that like and i was like yeah so okay so you're a real fan we get it like you yeah, obviously exactly. understand you know what i mean it's like oh man all right maybe next year and then just to see it actually happen. It's just like, there's no way. Like my parents were calling me, like they're just, they knew how much it meant. You know what I mean? That, mm-hmm. yeah. was, you know, something that was like, oh, do you want to go out? No, I'm watching a blues game. Like it's, <laughs> it's, no I know way. it's one of those things where eventually, uh, yeah, a lot of, I had a lot of texts that night from different people that, just yeah. knew I was a big fan. I had texts going throughout the whole night of people from <laughs> other states. From other right states, now. I had my, a friend from uh, California who grew up with me, and he was texting me, and he was just like, "Oh my god, just just got a break from work, and I just saw what happened." And he was just like, dude, "He's like, I." The funny part is, he said, "I'm so happy for you." Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. like it's one of those things where it's so funny. It's like I didn't do, haven't done anything, and then, but he just like, holied. yeah, exactly, and it was just great, you know. So it was great. I love that Darcy yeah. posted a picture like three days later just to let everybody know that he was like alive. Okay. Still. He's alive. <laughs> he's still here. He's still alive. Oh man. Cause he was a, uh, he had a good time. Like a lot of other people, you know, obviously uh, the blues uh, and Bobby got to see it too. So that yeah, was, so that I mean, was it's one of those things where everything came together and it kind of made things. It's a great. Like I said, like I said, this year, obviously disappointment and everything, but I, but uh, Last year and this year's with everything being weird, and then just winning the cup two years before that, it kind of makes me like, yeah. oh, it, it 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 sucks, but like it doesn't hurt compared to like yeah. past disappointments yeah, yeah. where you don't have that like, oh, uh, not again. Well, next year, like like I have that, but not like oh, I don't have a depression for like I can't watch any more playoff games because I'm so pissed the Blues are out in the first round. But so anyway, it's very nice to have the two year anniversary. It's something I think. 
definitely be well celebrated for, I think for five, at least for the first five years afterwards, I say where people are going to bring this up quite a bit. And then every year people will be like, Oh yeah, that was great. And then hopefully by then we have another cup to celebrate. So I would hope, I would hope so. Yeah. So Hopefully the Blues can retool their team. Obviously, they need a little bit of changes after what happened uh, this season. Uh, obviously, struggled to even make the playoffs. Uh, had some up and down seasons. Uh, obviously, it looks like they got the goaltending kind of figured out now. Bennington getting signed to a six-year deal, and now they figure out a couple of positions. So, a couple of rumors are going to get you. So the one we'll get the ridiculous one out of the way, which I think is just this website literally putting together two dots and trying to make it work. So for content, <laughs> yeah, basically. So basically the rumor was uh, Tarasenko going to the Washington Capitals for uh, uh, Knetsov. And it's basically two guys that are Russian that underperformed this year and looking at a change of scenery. Um, well, not going to work for a numerous amount of reasons because, A, we already have like three pretty decent centers as it is. We don't need having another center is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Shen could play the wing, but it's another story. Um, plus nobody's going to take somebody that has a bum shoulder has three shoulder surgeries in like three years. It's going to be hard to make that trade. So I I will take the bet of Tarasenko rebounding and uh, I think you will too. Yeah. And I I I can see him getting 20. I can see him getting 20 at least this year and working his way back. I, I, you know, it, it it seemed pretty obvious that um, at least for like avid fans, it's like, this guy's still playing hurt. He is not a hundred percent, but he's a hockey player. So of course he's going to go out there, yeah. you know? And and it's just like, but it just felt like something was going on. Cause it was not the same jump. Um, he was not having that same snap because man, when he was on, I mean, it would just look like he barely touched it on a wrister and it would just be an absolute laser. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not seeing this. So either he's in his own head or he's, playing hurt which i think he ended up being he was still he had a groin injury right right, that's what it was yeah Yeah. and and it was just like okay well that makes a lot of sense of course he's not going to be able to because you don't realize that those professional players when they're flexing the stick that's an entire body thing leaning into it and and it's just like yeah you're having a good base for a wrist shot for a snap and a wrist shot you need to have a solid base to that it's not just your obviously your wrist and your upper body use more your almost your lower body to get that power oh yeah and so. I mean, you see the size of that guy's thighs. Like, uh, clearly, it's it's you know. But even Jabo, like he had not been hurt for so long, and then it took him a little bit to get back because he was not. He was just. I think it kind of messed with him that he was hurt. You know what I mean? And yeah, then the knee, he came and back the and did what and he did. Hip and yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, once he did, he then went, everybody was. Now, as people are sad, you know, they, like obviously, you know, he got to retire, got the cup, and then uh, thank God he's healthy and everything worked out yeah, okay because yeah. it what happened. But I remember people were like. Well, we're missing Jay Bomeister. I'm like, man, if I could take a time machine to five years ago, right? Have you say yes. that, like, you would think you're like something. What happened? Yeah. So obviously, he was something was up, and then it was completely. He like had a torn, I think, a torn labrum in his hip or something like that. Which that's kind of a big injury, and, that, and yeah. he's a guy who relied on his skating, you know. So, um, and that's and the Blues are still trying to replace that. So, I mean, I think even Ruby told him, you know, you're not you're not playing the full the full rink, you know what I mean? I want you to, we, we need you. So let's not, you know, don't, don't be pinching in too much, you know? So like, just, mm-hmm. you know, let, let, uh, let the other boys do it, you know? And then, and, you know, it was good, but I think that that's what, I think that's what tank will end up doing. Um, you know, I certainly hope, um, yeah. that, you know, it's, it's just let him, I think he was trying to battle through it and, um, you know, with that injury was, 
very real. And so it's just, you know, he wasn't quite himself. I don't know that he had like the confidence in himself and, and all that. I don't know. I haven't talked to him, but it was just seeing what I know he can do when he's on compared yeah. to what it was. It was just like, something's going on here. Yeah. Um, it seemed like a lot of guys were kind of like had that whole like confidence issue this year. We can talk to, we say Jaden Schwartz, we can say Braden yeah. Shen. I mean, Shen went almost 19 games without a goal and uh, Schwartz would get a couple and then he'd go like almost 10 games without getting a goal. So um, yeah, so obviously there was something up this year. So I think there's a little bit of the chemistry makeup, maybe a system thing, uh, which we'll talk about that might be changing because uh, the rumor came out today that on Monday, we're recording on the uh, Wednesday, the 16th here. And Mike Van Ryan, the Blues defensive, uh, basically coaches the defense, but the assistant coach and he runs uh, the defense, uh, interviewed for the head of vacancy uh, coach vacancy in Arizona. So obviously, Bill Armstrong, former Blues assistant GM and director of pro scouting, uh, very familiar with him. And also, Mike Van Ryan came from Arizona. Remember, he was the AHL coach before he came to the Blues. So that might have, and that apparently went well, according to Elliot Friedman. So uh, the Blues lose him. I'm kind of interested to see if they go in a different direction with uh, the defense, because obviously something needs to kind of be changed up there a little bit. Um so what do you think if the Blues lose uh, Mike Van Ryan? Do you think they well, kind of change out the makeup of the defense then or with, a new, with a new assistant, or they kind of roll with the, what they got and try to adapt with the new assistant? I haven't, I haven't seen um, with, uh, with Bruby. Sorry, I should have turned this off. Um, you know, what, what he would want to go with, but obviously something, something needs to happen. And obviously we have, like, there were a lot of injuries and, and, and stuff and, and – J-Ball gone, Petro gone. It's, you know, I think they were kind of leaning on uh, Franco a little bit. And then you know, he got he hurt for a injuries, chunk, so, you know, yeah. and, and so it's just like, oh, crap, you know, and, and, and all these guys that were standing up in front of uh, Benner were, you know, where we finally saw, you know, this is the NHL. He is human. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they're going to be able to score on this guy. Like, if, if he doesn't have this, if the, if the boys aren't playing for him. And, uh, and I, I really have a lot of faith in Bruby and, and, and I know maybe this wasn't the season that we wanted, but, um, I like the fact that he might be the only NHL coach that would actually fight a player. And you know what I mean? They like, they got, I think those guys have a lot of respect for him in that aspect of he's, you know, they, they've said numerous times that he's like, I'm not going to tell you how to play the game. You know how to play this game. You've been playing this game your whole your whole life. So, so do it. So I think that he would probably do the same way with his, his coaching staff. Uh, I'm going to, you know, if, if we're going to bring in somebody that's going to obviously have to work with, you know, Baruby and, and I think that the organization knows that so that they're going to try to keep their faith with chief and, and everything. And, and at least I hope so. I, I never know, you know what I mean? Like what, mm. what's going on there. But I, I agree with a lot of the uh, decisions that have been made already. And uh, it's just, uh, yeah. it's just really cool to see. And I hope that Ruby continues to go because even if nothing else ever happens, same thing with, with Bennington, whatever, they got us that one. And like, you know, holy yeah. God, like it, it was just like, you guys, I don't know what you did, but you got, you got that, that locker room done with whatever the separation that was going on that kind of stuff like because i know there was rumors of that too mm-hmm. um, i just think that like 
if if a new defensive coach comes in, um, I hope that it's going to be something that really, really meshes well with Baruby's style. Yeah. And I think that could be so exciting to see. (laughs) So if you've got two of those guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Running off it, I was like, oh, man. (laughs) If you can get (laughs) some guys that can also fit the system too a little bit better. um, Yeah. Like, guys, guys, and let's be honest, like most, let's say most guys outside of like when Doug Arm, we talked about in the last podcast, how Armstrong basically said outside of Perron, O'Reilly, and Justin Falk, nobody had good seasons. Every single person needs to go in the offseason and have a and step up. So hopefully that's something that you see. I think Krug had his moments. I think Marco Scandella just didn't show that same kind of cohesion with uh Pareco like he showed when we first acquired him back in the yeah. 2020. So I think there's a lot of things that could happen. There's a lot of uh people wanting to go after Alec Martinez in the offseason. Uh people wanting to go after uh Jamie uh Olesiak. He's on a uh, Dallas, he's like six seven, physical, and he can skate. So, Imagine being six seven and being able to skate like you're, yeah, you know, I think he's at six five seven, nine yeah, so, or something. And, yeah, uh, so the guy can really skate. Pounds? Yeah, so the guy can really skate. So it's kind of so a lot of rumors about people wanting to go after that. So we'll see if the Blues decide to change something up there. And speaking of defensive guys that are possibly on the trade market, so once again, Vince Dunn has been rumored to be out there. Elliot Friedman once again said that. Uh, Several teams have been are in uh, deep discussions with the Blues about uh, Vince Dunn, which is obvious makes sense due to the expansion draft coming up, and he yeah. would be the obvious choice for Seattle if he was still on the Blues roster, due to them protecting obviously wanting to protect Pareko, Krug, and mm-hmm. uh, Justin Falk. I saw a lot of fans uh, saying, "Hey, just don't protect Krug. He had a bad year. They're not going to take on uh, six years and thirty-six million dollars." And I'm like. Webs if they do. Webs if they do. That's my question. Like, Webs if they do. And then they take it, and then you're like, oh, well, Vince Duncan fill in, and nothing against Vince Dunn, but Tory Krug, when he's on, yeah, and 100%. He's, yeah. he's very, page with that. <laughs> yeah, he's very good at like being an offensive guy. And I think this year he's was learning to be more of the defensive guy and obviously having all the injuries, and he was injured. So, I think you'll see a step up from him this next year. And I think a contract will be okay. So I, th- I think so too. I think the same kind of thing happened with Falk a little bit where it was just kind of like, he's learning to, he's learning the new team. It's a big, mm-hmm. big difference, you know? And then out of nowhere, he just does these nine of hearts and just rips through everybody. And I'm like, what was that a defenseman that just yeah. did those kind of silky mitts like that? Like, that's insane. Like it was, it was one of the, God, I wish I could remember what game it was. But it was it was so nasty. The but avalanche like, game where like, he went between it, early it, yeah, the yeah, early yeah. avalanche game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was just gross. Like to sit there and just doing stuff like he's a a forward like that was just it was so cool. I'm like, this is what he can do. Yeah, and he uh, was the know. guy who kind of filled in for I mean for Petrangelo. The best the, the guy that was supposed to fill in for Petrangelo was technically Colton Pareko. Unfortunately, with injuries he, this year, yeah. that was whatever. So um, we'll get into some more offseason rumors then. Obviously, Vince Dunn, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he's yeah. traded before the expansion draft. So that I think so. Really? I, I, I just because I think they're going to try and get something for nothing. And then there's other guys you can lose. I think yeah. I, I 100% think the Blues are okay with losing a guy like Sanford or Belay. Um, I know they want to keep Barbashev, but I think that's the, I think if you trade Dunn, I think that's your next kind of 
guy that would go. If I, if I was Seattle and I looked at who the Blues would potentially leave unprotected. Barbie over uh, Sanford? On the, I mean, on, I, the, on the second one? I would say. I, if I was really? Seattle, that's who I would pick. <laughs> and that's just oh, me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For, for the Blues, no. <laughs> if it was me, I would keep the <laughs> Barbershev. But um, no, so... But yeah, so it's kind of interesting. Or I think Huso near the end of the season played halfway decent. If they want a young goalie who's 25, I mean, depending yeah. on who they want to go with as their starting goalies, I mean, you I never really know. Loved, I loved seeing that uh, a lot of the boys, because he really got hung out to dry. A lot on his first couple. Of, yeah, and, yeah. And they apologized in the press for that. They're like, this was not his fault. This is not how we wanted to have his first NHL game. I mean, the poor guy just got slaughtered because they didn't play for him. And, and, and knowing how goalies are, that could completely destroy everything. And, and, but I thought it was really good form of those guys to openly admit numerous times that like, this was not his fault. We screwed this up. We didn't play for him. We feel terrible that we let him um, have that as his first experience. It should not have been that way. Uh, we should have mm-hmm. played harder, which which is badass. Like I, I think it's just great to see that you know the team is wanting to make that effort to for that. So it just shows, I don't know, it just shows like cool leadership for him. And, and yeah, and he, I think he got better as he's gonna hit that. The last he game he did. played was his best game. The shutout, the Blues didn't act were actually had a shutout in the, the year. Um, and Huso was that guy, and he played amazing in that last game and had 31 yeah. saves and got the shutout. So. I think he just got better as a season, more comfortable. I think as much as I know, I know Chris disagrees with me at times when it comes to this, but with the season, the last two seasons being very odd and a lot of players have come out and said how mentally taxing it's been on them. Uh, just being, just getting tested every day, you know, having certain protocols. When you go, like when you go to the city, you can't leave the hotel room, you yeah, from the hotel yeah. room to the rink. And then back to the hotel room is not going out and bonding with the guys. You can't even go down the hall and go into another room with a guy and hang out. You're literally in your room by yourself. And, you know, for some guys like, and Armstrong mentioned in his presser after the season said, our team is very much built on camaraderie and getting to know one another. And he says, I think that affected guys like, you know, Tory Krug and he, his family didn't get a chance to kind of bond with the rest of the other players' families yeah. uh, in person. So he's like, he's looking forward to them actually getting to do that this summer, hopefully. And I think Gloria would not have happened if yeah. they hadn't been able to hang out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that was purely them going out to, and hanging to out that night. It wasn't for them yes. going out and hanging <laughs> out at a bar. It wasn't, yeah. that wouldn't have happened. So it's little stuff right. like that, I think, is sometimes Blues fans forget. Yeah. Little stuff like that, you know, you, you like, oh, the professionals. It's like, guess what? I get it. But if you were paid to do your job and told literally go and just do that, it'd be difficult so it's a, at the end of the day. So I think hopefully with everything kind of being lifted now, it looks like hopefully we're kind of emerging from everything. And uh, hopefully for professional sports, obviously, pretty much packed houses now. It looks like for yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know Bush Stadium is now official 100 percent. Looks yeah, like most NHL good. arenas are. Hundred yeah. percent. Obviously, uh, Canada is a little different, um, but they're but they let Montreal travel down here and have some little, and then uh, Vegas gets to travel to Canada. So, uh, I think things are slowly getting there. So, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, coming out of this, and I think the Blues will definitely can only be better than they were last year. So, uh, the last little bit of rumor we have here, and this comes via Andy Strickland. So Strickland talked basically saying the door hasn't been shut um, with the Blues and Mike Hoffman. 
So he said the blues kind of, sh- it's really funny I, when I read this and it was just like, you could tell it was Hoffman who fed it to him. Cause he's like, he's like, you know, the blues will have to show him a little love. And I'm like, yeah, of course he's going <laughs> to want like a little bit of a pay raise. I mean, duh, but uh, he's like, but the blue, but they haven't been completely shut. The door's not shut. So do you think it's uh, and I guess it depends on a lot of moves, but it's just your first, if the first move in the off season is, and Mike Hoffman says, I want to get a deal done with you guys. Would you bring him back? Oh man! Not even the we're not even getting contract yeah. deals. Just having the player back. Let's we'll just say that. I'll just say like yeah. it's a good deal yeah. for the Blues. Good deal for Hoffman. Yeah, I would. I, I, I don't know that I'd make. Um, I don't know that I'd make too many adjustments because I really felt like this team could do something. But it was so weird without like without having that 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 normal team mentality and, and just knowing how hockey teams are where, you know, obviously when, when a locker room is divided, it changes everything for the team on the ice. But when they're together when they're firing off all six pistons, you're not going to stop it, you know? And, and so I liked Hawk. I, I, I liked what he had done. We, uh, a group of my friends, we, we had this uh, betting game that we would do where game day, somebody, you know, we would rotate on who it was that would pick first in the order, or we would pick who was going to get the first goal. Okay. And, uh, and so, and if you won for that month, uh, the rest of the boys had to buy you, buy you lunch. And it was just something for us to keep talking hockey kind of thing. And, uh, and Hoff, uh, won me a month, uh, Hoff won Vaughn a month. Like it was, you know, I'm, I like it. I, I would hate to see, I mean, obviously, there's got to be some some changes when it comes to as far as uh, well, just maybe defense coaching things like that. But like for the team, it's just a matter of you know, I I didn't I had no idea what was going to happen when Chief came in and look at what he did. So clearly, yeah, you know so what I mean. I was they very can, much I was very much like, well, he's here as a placeholder until we can get somebody yeah, in the offseason. You know, is it going to be pain? You know what I mean? That situation yeah, yeah. again, yeah. Or, or, or like. It's just like, man, I don't know. But like, so it just depends on if, if I think if the right coaching staff is able to get in their heads, that that team's going to be able to do something again, hundred percent. Cause I know we still got the same keeper, you know, and, and, and obviously there's good enough people, you know, for the defense. So I, I'd really yeah. hate to see Hoffley because I, I, I think he's going to be able to do good things. And I think yeah. this team can do good things. Yeah, and he brings Obviously, something we that we really don't have, too, which is a lot of speed. I mean, outside of Cairo and Thomas, you really don't have much. If well, you look down on line, a whole different level. <laughs> yeah, you don't have much speed. I mean, outside on forward-wise, really, like, nothing yeah. like – like, nothing uh, – Riley does his best, but, like, that speed is not on his, you know, part of his game. You know, he moves, but, you know, obviously, Tarasenko, as much as his greatest score he was, he was never a speedster, never no. was. Um, you know, same with Shen and you can say Schwartz and look up and down the lineup. So you only have a couple of guys and Hoffman, you can say what about the defensive stuff? You can say that, but it's like, if you can get other guys in there to do that and you have Hoffman deployed properly, you put yeah. him out there in the power play. You can see him on the power play. He had, he was the opposite side. I say the Ovechkin spot. He was a left-handed Ovechkin spot. In the old you put office, him there yeah. and he would just one time. I mean, there's a couple of games where he would just constantly just fire. It doesn't matter. What and Which, the blue, blues don't have anything like that right now, so you can I, that's something that you kind of need on a team. I love that, I love that mentality. I like, I will get frustrated, and and it's 
I only get frustrated because I'm a fan. I'm certainly not good enough to be able to do that. I'd be like, why do they keep waiting for the perfect pass? Even mm-hmm. even when we play in our little duster leagues that we, you know, that I play in and stuff, it's just like just put it on net and see what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's just obviously I know I, the guy in front of the net. You know, our center's gonna battle. So just see see you know a garbage goal is still a goal. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. just like there's sometimes that it's just they're waiting for this perfect spot and it's just oh man gets frustrating but i love it when i see him just doing that rocket fire and you just know that like the goal's coming i can feel it like it's like it, like we're getting the right bounces we're doing everything and you know for him to do that you know maybe yeah. he's doing from the ovechkin ladies tea i guess a little bit but yeah we'll take uh, it though 100 <laughs> i would absolutely take that all day so yeah so i'd like, it'll to, be see I'd like to see him stay i'm interested to see what he uh what happens in the offseason so i think uh, obviously money is going to play a huge part in a lot of things here um, and once again, I'll bring it up again. Like if somehow, I don't think it's gonna happen this year, maybe next year, probably be when he's a free agent, just like we do with Stastny. Eventually if you bring a guy in like Matthew Kachuk, it just kind of changes the complexion of everything. And that's me, a guy, even when he's a UFA in two years, he'll be just 25 years old, which is insane to think about. And he still has in the prime of his career. And if the Blues can get him signed, that'd be great. So Bring him home. He's a guy who loves St. Louis. Obviously, what he did in the All-Star game a couple years ago, throwing on the Blues jersey to do the, was it the top golf type shot they did or whatever they called that uh, thing during the All-Star game. So, Yeah, it's, it's um, yeah. I don't know, it'd definitely be a good fit because clearly he knows the organization and the people that are there. And, and he seems the Bay type of guy too, the power forward, which really, I mean, you look at up – the Blues really don't have a – Shen's probably the closest thing we have to a power forward if you look up and down the lineup right now. Can Costum be that? Possibly. I think he could. So, Again, I think that goes back to um, how they're able to really connect with each other. And so if we're going to be able to open stuff back up, I think we're going to see a very, very different team. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how the offseason plays out. After the playoffs, they got the expansion draft followed by free agency. So it'll be interesting. And that's near the end of July. Um, we'll definitely we'll do our live show uh, around the expansion draft this year instead of the regular entry draft. So speaking of the entry draft, the Blues kind of got a little lucky here. So with Montreal being very uh, good in these playoffs and having a couple upsets here, they have managed to uh, let the Blues move up a spot. So the Blues now pick 16th. In the draft, so that's the highest they've picked since the year they selected Jaden Schwartz and Vladimir Tarasenko with the 14th and 16th picks. So that tells you how long it's been since they've been not great. <laughs> you know, I'm saying like it's been a long time since they've had a, a trade. You know, like it's been a while. You know, so I mean, obviously you can get a good. Obviously, you have Thomas near the end of the first round. So I mean, you can get quality guys up and down the draft, but. Obviously, game breaker is going to be pretty close to the top of the first round. So it's kind of interesting to see if they're going to. I don't know if they'll keep this pick. It'd be interesting to see if they keep this pick, considering that Armstrong really wants to change the complexion of his team. Who knows what's going to happen? So um, I know a lot of people call for Jack Eichel. I, I'm I'm not a fan of that. It's just too much money. Oh, really? Too much cost. I think it's too much well, money, too much yeah. cost. I don't mind the player. Um, and uh, people like the attitude in this, he doesn't get off O'Reilly. And I'm like, well, I think that's Chris, Chris brought that up and we looked it up and it's definitely, it was a Eichel even came out and said, no, I actually talked to him all the time. And we took it as a joke. 
So you, you'll still fish with the man. You just uh, yeah. don't like the, <laughs> the money. Yeah. Yeah, I just I think it. they're going to ask for a lot for him, and I just think the Blues probably would have to give yes. up a lot. So as well as things where if you gut your team for this guy, I don't know. I thought, oh, oh, yeah, I don't know about gutting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's no, where I found the problem I don't think with. Because so. if, you're, if you're the Sabres, you have to hit a home run with the trade. I mean, you had, and they're apparently in deep discussions right now. That was, that was the leader. The lead off in the 31 thoughts today was that where the Vince Dunn and the Mike Van Ryan thing was in. That was the lead off was the Eichel talk. So I really think it's going to be hard to kind of get uh, a guy like uh, Eichel, considering what the Blues kind of have at their disposal right now. So we'll see what happens. So Blues getting a little bit higher pick. We'll take that. Will they keep it? I don't know. So. We'll, uh, we'll jump into a little NHL playoff talk a little, but, and a little bit of a NHL uh, awards talk. So uh, let's talk about a bunch of uh, finalists here and uh, see your thoughts about all these finalists. So a lot of the award finalists are getting announced right now. So uh, first off, Jack Adams coach, which is kind of not surprising. Uh, so Rod Brindamore of the Hurricanes, Dean Evanson of the Wild, and Joel Quenville, of the uh, Florida Panthers uh, getting nominated for this year. That kind of makes sense. I'm surprised Jared Bednar didn't get in there considering how great the avalanche were. But uh, I think the wild being a surprise team, Carolina playing very well this year and Florida finally starting to get to hit their potential. I think it's a big thing. So well, they can get the state behind uh, going to games. Yeah, well, that's the only they, problem on the Tampa side, they do very easily. <laughs> well, you know? there, yeah, but for the most part. Was it oh Sunshine, Florida? I think it's where they play, right? I think that's where they play. And it's they, nobody goes to those games. Everybody goes to Tampa games. Everybody loves going to Tampa games. Nobody yeah, likes now. driving over. Yeah, nobody <laughs> likes driving over to the uh, Panthers side. So speaking of Florida Panthers, we'll talk about the Selkie finalists. So uh, Alexander Barkov, uh, Patrice Bergeron, the perennial, like every year. Like I think it's one of those things where he automatically yeah. is like, in and it's always two other guys after that yeah and uh mark stone who had a very good year as much as i don't like the man but uh so mark mark stone is yeah you, you really can't deny that though yeah I he's, mean... he's very good he's uh, in this playoffs he's uh played very well and against the blues i saw how much of a really good player he was it doesn't mean i like him at all but he's a really good player so. does it paint i can see the pain it was say that, yeah. <laughs> so here's the uh, obvious uh, winner for the, the Calder Trophy. So it's a uh, be Kirill Kaprizov, and after that, it doesn't matter. So uh, <laughs> and if he doesn't win it, it's kind of ridiculous. So um, that's it. I'm cutting that trophy. Yeah. So Jason Robertson <laughs> and uh, the goalie from Carolina that I, we're gonna have a need Djokovic. We'll go with that. Uh, uh, Lady Ooh. Bing, uh, Austin Matthews, Jacob Slavin, and Jared Spurgeon. Uh, all nominated uh, there. Matthews uh, already won the uh, Rocket Richard Trophy for the year. Didn't help him in the playoffs, but yes, though. So, but the uh, Austin Matthews uh, uh, still he, a very good yeah. player. Yeah, he he was incredible. And I was then, helping uh, one of my buddies with fantasy on that, and he's like, "Who should I pick?" I was like, "Austin Matthews is still on the board." Like, because it was yeah. the first round, I was like. That's yeah, you don't pick, pick him in the first <laughs> first uh, five picks. It's a real pretty decent idea. If he's still there after the five <laughs> picks, you have to take him. Uh, so the uh, Hart Memorial Trophy, Nathan McKinnon, Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, which I mean, Connor McDavid more than likely to win this because he had the kind of year he had, which was yeah. nearly Gretzky-esque point-wise. Um, which is insane to think about in 2021. <laughs> yeah, but the, considering how... <laughs> 
how play, players obviously more better. You know, the, all players are very well conditioned now compared, you know, you can think about back then. Yeah. But, what, what would he have done in 97? Think about that. Yeah. And goalies too. You think about and the goalie goaltending compared to you watch and nothing against goalies back then, because obviously it's a different time. Yeah. But you look it. at some of the shots <laughs> when Gretzky scored, you're like, Oh, that's like, that's easy glove save for most people now. So it's uh, just a knuckle puck. That... <laughs> yeah. It just finds its way in, and, and, but but still, but Connor McDavid, obviously, unfortunately a one man show up in Edmonton and if they're going to somehow blow it again with another generational player. I don't know how you can do that between at least Gretzky won a few, a few cups before he left. But I mean, it's, it, you have Connor McDavid and you somehow are still blowing it. I just don't get it, but whatever. So Norris trophy time, uh, Adam Fox, Victor Hedman and uh, Kale McCarr are going to be your finalist. Uh, I, uh, Fox had a very good year for New York out of nowhere. So that's a, uh, make that trade look really good for them. We got him from Carolina. Uh, Cal McCarr probably take this being a point per game guy. And he's going to, in the off season, he's gonna make a lot of money. So he's just, yeah, he earned the, he earned the paycheck. Yeah, his gonna, agent is super stoked because his agent's going to be like, <laughs> I'm getting paid this off season. Uh, so the last uh, two more awards, then that would be the Ted Lindsay award or uh, Crosby, uh, Matthews McDavid. So that's, that's the finalist, uh, by, uh, named by the players. So I think that will, uh, who knows what that be cool. probably McDavid again, but I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to a Matthews, uh, the last one, which every team gets a nominee here for the master and trophy. So it's like the master on trophy is for perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. And this one is, was an easy pick. If you saw the finalist, and that's Oscar Lindbaum, who uh, beat cancer last year and came back to play in 30 games this year with 18 points. So uh, he was tied with uh, one of the forwards for 11 goals. So kind of amazing to come back after going through chemo and you saw, you, you saw my games, they obviously lost all his hair and to come back and to get into NHL shape, at least to play 30 games that's, and, that's and be, really effect, and be effective to. on top of that, not just come back play 30 games and get like two or three points and just be like a good story. No, he came back and had 18 points, 11 goals. So, and he said, he's just trying to get stronger, trying to be positive And hopefully next year with a full off season of training, he'll be able to get back to, where he was at. So that's kind of an amazing thing. So I think sad, sadly, um, sadly, not any or none of us have not known somebody to go through chemo and, and to see how much that drains them. So to be able to do that and compete mm. at a professional level is just it's it's I don't know, it's hard to even fathom. It's yeah. just it's it's amazing. Um I have a couple of friends going through it right now and they have trouble with a, a, a lot of stuff. And then mm-hmm. some friends that have been through it got through it beat it but it's still you have your days where it just it just it drains them and so it, i just think that you know that's that's amazing yeah so uh congrats to him and obviously very well deserving uh so i'll talk about a coach hiring across the nhl so gerard gallant got hired today as the new york rangers new head coach uh that's very i think a very good hire by them I mean, he just won. He came – say what you want. I saw some people talking about how Canada was the underdog who came back and won the world championships this year, and I was like, it's Canada. <laughs> I mean <laughs> – They're pretty good. Like, I, they started off really bad and barely got into, like, the uh, – like, I guess, then the qualifying round and stuff, and, the, and they wound up, like, just – 
beating a bunch of teams and winning it, beating USA. USA got bronze. Uh, you know, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I was just kind of like, <laughs> I, I hated that. Like, oh, they're underdogs. I'm like, but Dragolant, he is a very good, he was a coach for the <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights. He took him to the Santa Cup Finals the first year. Yeah, imagine um, that. Like, yeah, the guy yeah. knows what he's doing. So I think <laughs> he's the, one of those guys where I was, I was pretty shocked that Seattle didn't snatch him up. Considering what he, I mean, I'm not expect. I think, I think you know, Seattle's probably like, well, it'd be nice if you take us to the Stanley Cup Finals, but I mean, if you can take basically a bunch of guys just thrown together, which he's done it twice now. Think about it. he did Vegas, yeah. a bunch of guys yeah. thrown together, and then he did this uh, Canada team. Which, I mean, there was some guys on the team they were recognizable names, like Connor Garland had a very good, you know, um, World Championships, and there's Darcy Kemper was the goalie. So I mean, there was guys that were like decent players it wasn't just all like scrubs playing this uh, thing but there was also i think they had owen power who was the projected number one pick was one of the guys who was playing a lot of minutes so i mean it wasn't they had a bunch of all-stars on the team but they had some good players you think about what uh the golden knights had called themselves in that that season didn't they call themselves like the island of misfits or something or island was, misfit uh, toys yeah. yeah yeah and it was just like yeah nobody everybody's you know, it's it's the line from Major League, just win the whole damn thing. You know, and yeah, <laughs> I was like, what? Like, and they they did, and or like didn't win the whole thing, but they darn they, close they went, went yeah. to it. You know what I mean? And nobody thought that was going to happen. I, I sure as hell didn't. You know? Yeah, I think most people picked them to finish, time make the playoffs, and they wound up you know making the playoffs and then going on I, a crazy run. So the only thing I don't like about Vegas is those, uh, and I know you don't like Stone, but. Uh, I cannot stand those C-3PO helmets. So. Yeah, the shiny helmets are killer. <laughs> and and the Meyer League so team has wrong. silver. The Meyer League team has silver ones like that too. So of course it's like, they do. Yeah, so it's like even crazier. Chris doesn't like the uh, all yellow jersey. It's Chris being a big jersey guy. Oh he's a, he, yeah, because it has glitter on it. Yeah, he doesn't like the yellow. He likes the like the reddish kind of you know reddish one they have where it's yeah that's pretty cool like yeah he likes that one i was like i like i told him like i don't know i had to it's grown on me but i was like i kind of the first time i saw it i was like "Mm, i'm pretty sure chris can hate a jersey he's still gonna buy one yeah it's true yeah i I think he has i he has a whole and away vipers jersey so i I told him the one jersey I, i i always regret not buying was the lockout year when bear jacklin who's one of my favorite all time blues play for the Missouri River Otters and they were selling jerseys and I was still like I was just like a kid in college at the time and I had you know I just didn't have a, any type of money to go buy one of those right. and I really regret not buying one after the fact getting one if I ever found one if anybody ever finds a Bear Jackman jersey I don't care the size I just want it <laughs> a Bear Jackman Missouri River Otters jersey if you have one lying around please email us at blueshockeypodcast at gmail.com so make it make it happen people so, uh, yeah, one I forgot a rumor. We'll throw this out there real quick because okay. I know Blues fans were talking about it and see what we'll see what you think about it. So it was rumored after Carolina got knocked out that uh, Carolina has given permission to Doug Hamilton, excuse me, Dougie Hamilton, to look for a sign and trade so he can get his eight, eighth year. And it was kind of it's basically to see, hey, see what you can get, and then come back to us and we'll see if we can match it. It's kind of like way Carolina is looking at it. I saw a lot of Blues fans immediately say, hey, let's trade away somebody else and get Dougie Hamilton. And I'm like, that'd be great. I really like him. But you have two guys locked up, and then do you what, You have to get rid of one then. So do you want to get rid of Justin Falk or Colton Pareko? No. 
I don't know. Like I'm at the point where it's just like you keep having this turnover at the blue line and is Dougie Hamilton, like a bona fide number one. So is Seth Jones. I like Seth, Seth Jones a lot too. I'll be honest. Would I sign him over Colton Pareko? I don't know. I'd have to see, I have to see more play out Seth Jones besides, you know, I see him, see him night and night out compared like how I see Pareko. But uh, if they ask for them for the same contract, I don't know. I think about it. Really? I mean, I'd think about it at least. At least yeah. it would take me. I would take pause at least and, and consider the option like, if if they both said, "Hey, Seth Jones and Colin Perico said, hey, we'll each sign the same contract. Like we each want, let's say, six years and seven million dollars per year with a no trade clause." I'm like, okay, let me look at. You know, is Colton Perico going to send more? He's two years older. Is, is Seth Jones really going to? I didn't have a good year last year, but did anybody have a good year last year on Columbus? It's a tough thing. I'd have to, it's one of those things where I'd have to watch more Seth, uh, Seth Jones, uh, tape, excuse me, Seth Jones. Sorry. I'm better now. <laughs> Mike Jones. Yes. Yeah, so we got to do our Mike, uh, got to do our Mike Jones thing. We're trying to bring up Seth Jones on the show. That's our, that's our thing. Apparently. So <laughs> not many people know that artist. Yeah. So. <laughs> so we said it way too much last episode and I was like, people are probably annoyed with us by now. So Last time I was last year, I wasn't hot. Now I'm hot, hose all yeah. on me. Is that, what is it? There you go. I think I, you got it pretty close. Probably better last than year. I no one know. Last year, no one knows me. Now I'm hot, hose all on me. That's what it is. Mike there Jones. you go. Who Perfect. knows? Who knows the Houston trap rap? There you go. Good Perfect. Lord. So Terrible. we'll talk about playoffs really quick and just kind of talk about who is left and who we like that's left. So last night, the Tampa Bay Lightning tied up their series against New York Islanders one to one with a four to two win. And just underway, Vegas is leading one nothing in a series. And if I do the use the internet's here, I can tell you where we stand right now. So, right now, who do you uh, like that's out of the? Let's say the East because we really don't really know how to explain this. So, I guess the Eastern uh, Conference. Let's call that the Islanders and the Tampa series. Who do you like out of that? Well, uh, I had a discussion with Bon about this that. On one sense, um, it'd be really cool to see uh, Maroon get, get three. Yeah, uh, for sure. But I'd really like to see the Islanders, um, and uh, I just, I, I just think it would be awesome to see that happen. So, um, you know, it's really conflicted on there because it's a shame I couldn't see both of them like in the finals because then I wouldn't care who won. It's just as mm-hmm. long as it's a good you know, good series and all of that. But uh, um, I think between the two, for me personally, I probably just, just want to see the Islanders get one. So, yeah, I, like, uh, I, uh... I have a lot of friends um, up in that area and people that I work with and, and things like that. So I know how jazzed they are about it and, and everything like that. And as cool as it, the only reason I would want to see Tampa is because of Maroon. And, and so it's just like, you know, with, with the people I work with, like seeing that, that vibe of, of just, um, uh, how excited they are and things like that. I, I, I think it probably uh, Islanders are going to gonna get the tip from me on that. Yeah. So I like Islanders remind me a lot of how the blues were in 2019 where mm-hmm. yeah. they just, how they shut guys down. Um, and they're a lot of counter attack, get the puck in deep. And, uh, but they have a couple guys on the team like Matthew Barzal, who's pretty amazing. But uh, Tampa's loaded, so it's going to it's going to be a definitely a tough series. I really hope it goes seven, just because I really like both teams. So um, if I had to pick two, New York Islanders, just because I like uh, their style. Plus, our uh, friend Dominic over at Lighthouse Hockey uh, want him to 
Islanders get another cup because he hasn't seen a cup uh, in a really long. He hasn't seen a cup for the Islanders. He's a big Blues fan and Islanders fan, so it'd be cool for him to have his two favorite teams kind of win the cup. And how does that happen? Years. Is that uh, family from the? Uh, his dad was a big fan, uh, fan of Al Arbor. So after Al Arbor left the Blues and went to coach the Islanders. Okay. his dad said, you go follow that guy. And so he just always so he just gra- <laughs> so he gravitated to the Islanders. So he's like, yeah. he didn't hate the blues yes, by sir. any means, but he lives in St. Louis still and runs a uh, lighthouse yeah. hockey. So go check out that website. If you want some Islanders content. Nice. Uh, so as of right now, just a real quick update. And that, that makes the gold Knights got their second shot on goal. So they're right now, the Canadians are winning once nothing about halfway through the first period. So maybe, uh, Montreal can come back and uh, tie this series up and take it back to Montreal, a tie series, which will be something. So uh, out of this one, I, I think most people are picking Vegas, just how people <laughs> just uh, will count out Montreal. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I still picking, I'm picking Vegas in six. Um, I'd, I'd like to see it go that far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd actually, uh, like to see the Canadians beat them. Um, but that'd be my preference too, honestly, but I, just my real prediction would be, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, like, I think it'd be really cool to see the Canadians and the Islanders in the cup. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. And, yeah. but at the same time, I mean, if, if Tampa and Vegas did it too, I mean, it, that'd be a fun series it's gonna, too. It's going to yeah. be good either way. Uh, but my preference would not to see uh, Vegas go there and apologies to my buddies that are Vegas fans. Cause I know I have quite a few that are, but um, just uh, yeah, no, uh, you, you took my boy. So, but I saw what his house looked like. So, <laughs> you know, I don't blame Petro for going that far. His car, his, his, uh, where he keeps all his cars is uh, like twice the size of my regular house. So yeah, I really 100%. can't say anything. Yeah. So I really can't say anything. So, all right, so NHL playoffs are done. Not done, but we'll done talk about them for now. So last thing I'll bring up, I want to talk about since I got you on the show, and I'll say I'm a big fan, like I always talk to you and Bon about. So obviously, uh, Brooke Royal, we talked to uh, have you guys on. Bleed Blue is our theme song, opening song, as you guys hear, and also close the show with. Uh, but also, you guys got uh, hopefully working on new music. Last time I talked to Bon, and so it was the video shoot. How did the video shoot go? Uh, it was... It was amazing. Uh, we've never, in all the years that um, we've played music, um, the only video stuff that we ever put in that was like an official video was just live stuff. That and it was basically either Bon or somebody on our crew using, you know, a little small camera, and then we'd edit all that together. So this one actually is is uh, a real deal video, and uh, um, so it, you know, it's it's it was exciting to do that. And it's been, um, you know, weird two years for us because of COVID and we had um, some family members pass away and a producer passed away. And uh, so it was very, very difficult. Um, So the fact that we were able to even get the music out that we have um, has really been um, very fortunate for us because we didn't, you know, we didn't really know what we're gonna do. Um, But now, you know, we decided to just release things like one month or a month and a half or two months at a time, one song in hopes that by the time we get done with the four songs that we've recorded, we can actually get back to actually playing live again. Um, and so that's what we've uh, been trying to do. And so we have, we're on the third song that we did the video for. Um, 
it's so cool. We did it with Jordan Phoenix and um, he's an amazing director. Um, the actor that was that was in the video, like the best thing you can do with a video is not have us in it. And so mm -hmm. we're, we like, we shot stuff and we're just on this little like tube TV yeah. in the whole video. And then it's just the actor and all the sets. So it was like, great. How do you make the band look good? Don't put them in it. And, <laughs> and so, you know, but it was such a cool experience to see like the full set. And um, some of us have seen that before with working with other bands, but to have that as, as your band um, was really, really neat. And by the time we did the second shooting of that, everybody was vaccinated. Um, so we were able to be together and just giving hugs and, and uh, you know, Jordan's crew was there. Ryan Phillips from Story of the Year came to do still shots, um, things like that. And so you were like, just getting to see your friends again. And it just felt weird because we, didn't really get to for a long time so um just really excited to get that uh get that uh you know the video out and when we um launched that we're gonna do you know a full launch with that almost like it's an entire album kind of thing so just a lot of stuff that we've never done before and as anxious as we already get it done we've waited this long so when it's when it's done it's done well, it's that's, done yes yep. yeah yeah it, i mean i i, I believe it, w it will be sooner than later and i'm not talking years down the road or anything but um we are uh, uh pretty much at this point 100 at the mercy of when the director feels it's ready so it's um you know it's on him we've done our shots the actor did her shots uh and now it's just uh, really in the editing process so cool. it'll be weird to see that because i've we've yeah. never seen it like that before yeah. You know, like our video like it's so weird it's all it's all crazy like i won't even say what it's about like it's just it's so uh it's so different than anything that we've ever done but you know um I'm a, you know i'm a smiler so i'm gonna smile about it because i'm excited to see it so yeah hopefully next week i'll see something i don't know maybe maybe, maybe cool. next couple yeah, of for weeks. Sure. i don't know so hopefully yeah with everything like it seems uh concerts are it's like every day you turn around you hear like some concert getting announced which is like insane like every time you're like oh that sounds like a decent show oh it sounds like a good show and then you're like well right now i want to go to like 27 concerts so it's great so hopefully with the, that getting done we get the new music get the video going we'll get some live performances so looking forward to seeing what you guys uh got next so i know a lot of blues fans and fans of the show are definitely looking forward to new music from you guys yeah us too one of the coolest things was doing the updated um Bleed blue song uh, with the highlights from mm -hmm. 2019. Yeah, we use it during um, the it's a, it's the when you do the playoffs is the one time I use it. So I don't want to jinx anything. So I always right, use it during yeah. the, I always little, use it during the playoffs. Little hockey fan. <laughs> yeah, so I use it during the playoffs only when the Blues are officially in the playoffs and playoffs start. I use it, and after that, we just put it to the side and ready for next yeah, year. Hundred percent. It, it, it was uh, it was definitely it was cool to to be able to put together. Um, actually, a big shout out to Anthony at the. Uh, at uh, 1057 the point mm -hmm. who helped us put together those those clips and awesome and all of that so yeah it was it was really really cool so. cool yeah so we definitely we like using that one uh that's always uh a fun one to hear when you hear that and hear all the different clips in there of different parts of the season and kind of getting things together and get you like extra kind of like ready for the playoffs so that's yeah. why I, I like listening to that one it's like only in the playoffs, though, because like I said, you don't want to jinx things, so you use it playoffs only. So, yes, so definitely looking forward to new music from you guys. So just, like, keep up. Anytime you guys want to let us know when something's on the way, you just let us know, and we'll uh, 
have you on and we'll uh, talk about it and hopefully uh, get to hear some live music in the coming future from you guys. For sure. Yeah. For sure. yeah we're, we're excited to do it. And we appreciate you guys um, using that song. Like I, I've told you on the first one of all the people that have used that, you're the only ones that actually asked us if you could. So yeah. Just, it's called the polite thing to do. Yeah. It's like mad <laughs> respect, you know, thanks. <laughs> and we love yeah. it that it's out there. It was just kind of like, Oh, okay. I guess. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, it's on Cambox now. Cool. <laughs> get some you know yeah get some little royalties here yeah yeah we'll get we'll get that five cents yeah uh, you know yeah yeah yeah, if it streams like if it streams like six million times you get about uh 36 dollars or so give or take yes again split five ways (laughs) five ways each management and production takes their their piece yeah so So, oh good so yeah so we'll um we're creeping up on 200 episodes here we're gonna we're working on something big for number 200 uh, awesome. so yeah we're getting we're slowly getting there so thanks for everybody for listening so we'll, we'll start to wrap it up here if you get a hold of us on uh twitter it's at blues hockey nhl and uh jack if you want to give out your uh anybody find you on the social medias yeah everything um all of the uh, socials are at brook royal uh, b-r-o-o-k-r-o-y-a-l so it's all it's all there across all the platforms i believe these on all three the three i say the three big ones as high as i say is instagram facebook twitter so yeah and pretty much if you look on yeah. our uh, twitter i'm pretty sure you can probably see you'll find them on our followed or following list so if you can't find them there can't find it for some reason there uh yeah and also when you do uh something on instagram hey, use Burke royal song get it out there so that's what i try to do when i see it out there so definitely definitely so, so we got that so if you find the more about the podcast you can go to our facebook and instagram it's blues hockey podcast and also our website is blues hockey podcast.net you go to the website and it has anything you would want it has links to anywhere you can find the podcast which that includes apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher uh amazon music pocket cast any kind of and any you can also listen on the website if you were to there's a link there that goes to our anchor account which is another place you listen to it so plenty of places to find the podcast. You can also, which we're working on, and just talked to Jack before we uh, hit the record button, have a tab for Brooke Royal. So you want to find all their music on different, different, different platforms and uh, all their social medias will eventually be up there. It's a work in progress right now. So that will be up soon as well. Across also all our sponsors. So first, uh, first off, Rockstar Taco, our friend Will, uh, killing it out there in Newtown. Mr. Pally, love it. Doing amazing out there. So uh, go check them out over in Newtown, open, I believe, uh, Tuesday through uh, Saturday. So go check out on their specials. Thursday night is also is their quesadilla special. So he always has a special quesadilla on Thursday. And, and see, Chris has the advantage of living in like 10 minutes away. <laughs> so Chris, like, he has a really awesome special. He's like, oh, I'll go pick it up. And then, like, for me, I'm like, I got to make a, like, a solid uh, a pilgrimage almost out to Newtown to get it. So... <laughs> So uh, it's a special thing if I get to get out there. So definitely go check them out. Also check out Lucky Lola's uh, whole food. I always say whole foods, but Lucky Lola foods. So you can check out, they have a ton of stuff over at Kenrick's. So at Kenrick's, they have partnered with us and let us promote their barbecue pack, which this is a mouthful, Jack. So let me get this correct real quick. So it's called, <laughs> it's the Blues Hockey Podcast presents the Sunday Funday Barbecue Pack exclusively at Kenrick's. There we go. Very long name, but very definitely worth it. So if you go over to Kenrick's, you get this whole pack. So basically, you get 12 other bratwurst, the Lucky Lola's bratwurst. That's exclusively at 
Kenrick's meets over there off by like Weber. If you go Weber Road, yeah, Kenrick's is fantastic. Yeah, so I go there all the time, and not even before this, you get that. So you get the twelve brats, you get twelve buns, you get their jalapeno sweet heat. Uh, you also get a jar of their uh, salmon rub, all in this pack. You go there. We're giving one away right now on our social media. So head over to the social medias, and you win one for free. Even better. So go over there and check that out and see how to win one uh, today. And last but not least is uh, DraftKings. Use the code THPN. That's for the Hockey Podcast Network that we're a part of. Use that today. When you sign up, you get bonuses. Or if you already have an account, even better. You put that in every week, you get your little bonus add-on. You get a little bit more and start using the bet for the playoffs. Hey, you could have bet tonight that Joel Armia will score a goal and Joel Edmondson would get an assist. And guess what? You would get some more money because that is 100% correct what happened tonight so far at least so or if you picked you picked the islanders go all the way go ahead and do that maybe that'll get you some money so go ahead and go out to DraftKings today and use the code thpn so with my big long spiel now that is all the stuff i have done now so everything is officially done so jack once again thanks for coming on i appreciate uh, you guys coming on all the time and you're welcome to come on anytime talk hockey talk music talk brook royal anything anytime I appreciate it so much, man, um, and, and and have for years just just being a part of it and just being able to talk some hockey with you guys. Like, uh, you know, I it, I'm sorry that Bond wasn't able to make it because I know he loves it just as much as I do. So, um, you know, anytime you guys want us to do something, we'll be happy to come on and hang out. Yeah, for sure. I think and we're gonna... actually not do it on video. It'd be nice to see you in person yeah, too. You which know? we're going <laughs> to discuss after after we get off the hit the done hitting the record button here. We're going to discuss something. We're going to work on something. So. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, like I said, we're going to do our best to kind of keep up the content. I'm working on the big uh, 200 episode. Got some, uh, got some, what to say, some lines in the water. We're working on it. So hopefully we get something uh, really fun. So uh, thanks, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Come on, come on, take